um, every downtown core in Canada, Calgary, where you are, Toronto, where I am, St. John's, where I go once a year, uh, Winnipeg, where I was last week, a big, small, medium um, downtowns are struggling. And I'm really, really concerned that if we don't turn the ship, we're going to have a generational loss in downtowns uh, that is going to have massive impacts on uh, the cultural fabric, the economic success, uh, and it's yeah. a really complicated issue. It's about poverty. It's about mm. crime. It's about drug addiction. It's about interest rates. It's about transit. It's about protests yeah. that are making people afraid to go into downtown cores. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. about traffic in some cases. It can be about weather. So it's, it's yeah. not going to be a one-size-fits-all. Welcome to the Mastering Property Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Sarbit. Join me as we delve into candid conversations with industry experts to uncover their strategies and insights for achieving success in property management. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, let's elevate your property management skills together. Hi everybody, I'm Jared Sarbit. This is Mastering Property Management. Today I have the absolute pleasure of having Benjamin Scheinwald on, the uh, President and CEO of BOMA Canada. Benjamin, so, so honored to have you here. Um, as you know, this is a, a property management podcast um, and BOMA plays a significant role in, in not just Canada, um, but, but throughout the world uh, in, in the property management world. So pleasure to have you. I would love to just kind of for you to delve into, you know, your, your story, um, you know, go back to the early days of how you got into the world of BOMA. Um, just take us, take us through and, and talk about some milestones along the way. Sure. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so it's kind of funny because uh, it's almost axiomatic that nobody gets into property management uh, on purpose. Everybody is sort of falls into it by accident, is on this path, and it takes a turn or whatever, and all of a sudden they're a property manager. And I'm not a property manager. I'm kind of of the industry, not in the industry. And yet I, too, kind of fell into it uh, by accident, uh, a very happy accident, but still by accident. So, you know, my own story is that I'm a, I'm a lawyer by training. I went to law school, practiced on Bay Street uh, for a while. It wasn't for me, uh, but always had an inclination towards sort of politics and policy and public policy and that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Ended up moving to Ottawa and worked in the federal government for a few years at the Privy Council office. Uh, from there, I got recruited uh, to join Canadian Jewish Congress, and I was uh, at Canadian Jewish Congress for three years, uh, ultimately becoming the CEO for a brief moment um, towards the end. And, um, and then uh, from there, I went to, to BOMA, to the Building Owners and Managers Association of Canada. And you would kind of say to yourself, well, why... How do you how do you plan that? Well, the answer is you can't plan it at all, like literally. Uh, but I, I yeah. think that somebody in my position, um, uh, you know, there's sort of one of two ways to get there. One is that you're kind of a senior person in the industry. You know it inside and out. Your Rolodex is full, and you kind of hit the ground running on the content side. Um, and the other way is sort of you say, oh, the content is, doesn't matter as much. That can be learned, you know. But you have this the candidate who's got the kind of you know, a little bit of business, a little bit of policy, a little bit of politics, a little bit of law, yeah. a little bit of whatever. And uh, in their foolishness, they chose me as that person. <laughs> That's amazing. So so what year was that that you joined BOMA? So I'll tell you the story that I've told people a hundred times, a thousand times. <laughs> uh, the head editor <laughs> called me up 
And she said to me, listen, I want to put you in front of the hiring committee, uh, but it's a national role. So please understand people are flying into Toronto. And the, so we have a little bit, very limited flexibility. I must have you available on April 4th, 2012 at noon. And okay. I said to her, you're probably wondering why I know that date, because I, I responded to her, well, I get it. Uh, I totally understand. I'll put it in my calendar. Uh, but heads up that my wife is due to be induced into labor that morning. So I may be at the hospital. <laughs> and she said, okay, that's a pretty good excuse. And uh, sure enough, my daughter was born later that evening, my second daughter, who is now 11 and a half years old. So every year awesome. that, uh, that uh, Talia has a birthday, uh, I say, okay, one more year at BOMA. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that, yeah. You can't forget that. That's exactly, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very cool. That's thank you for sharing that. It's a great, great story. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit about BOMA. Like, you know, for the listeners that, you know, so, some people, honestly, like, you know, we're, we're a fairly new member to BOMA myself. Uh, you know, I'm still learning about all the resources and everything. What is What is BOMA's mission? You know, what are they here to do and, and, and help, help the community? Sure. Sure. My pleasure. Yeah. So, um, you know, BOMA is the Building Owners and Managers Association, and it's exactly, right. its name is exactly what it is. We're a not-for-profit industry association. I mentioned before that I used to practice law briefly. You know, the Canadian Bar Association is the BOMA for lawyers. Uh, the Canadian Medical Association for doctors, BOMA is for asset managers, property managers, building operators, and the vendors of goods and services to those industries. Um, so, you know, we're over 100 years old, well over 100 years old uh, in Canada, um, and uh, we have 11 chapters across the country, including Boma Calgary, where I think you're a member. As I said yeah. to you before we went on the air, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's a, a cost to joining, of course, but that should be the easiest part, because yes. the, what you have to do is you have to sort of say, hey, I'm going to get a lot out of being a member of BOMA by giving a lot to BOMA, not the, not the membership dues. That should be easy. It's the yes. saying, I love golf, and so I'm going to throw myself into the golf tournament, and in doing so, you meet your future customers, your future employees, your future partners, whatever. I love awards. I love advocacy. I love pol policy. I love standards. Whatever it is, you sort of go with your passion within BOMA, and you build your network accordingly. And, and in doing so, you build your career, you build your business, and you build the industry. And those are sort of the three things that we aspire to do at BOMA. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I know that, um, you know, BOMA is actively involved in promoting, you know, sustainability in the commercial real estate sector. Um, you know, can you talk about uh, the well-known BOMA Best, um, you know, certification and the significance on how property managers can benefit from obtaining this certification? Sure, yeah. So BOMA Best is, is our pride and joy. Uh, we just launched our fourth generation of BOMA Best 4.0 uh, in the last few months. Yeah. And um, we have over 4,000 buildings certified in Canada and a growing number yeah. in the States, Mexico, China, and a handful in Asia and Europe. And we really yeah. want to really believe it's a, it's a sort of from the business community public good that can be a Canadian sort of flag-bearing champion around the world. And fundamentally what it does is it establishes standards um, for what a sustainably operated building is. Everyone tends to focus on sustainable design, it matters, on sustainable construction, it matters. But that's a very brief moment in a building's life cycle. And the vast majority of time is the day-to-day 
unsexy operations of buildings totally. big and small, beautiful and ugly, light industrial, yes. office, retail, whatever, that have an enormous yeah. impact on carbon emissions and on other carbon especially, but on other areas too, waste, water, uh, et cetera. Um, so we've set up a program called Bama Best um, to both help you assess where you are, to validate and certify your achievements, and to give you a path for improvement. It's not just a moment in time. It actually lets you improve um, as you go along and rewards you for doing so. All the questions are legit, real questions. Over 100 industry volunteers um, contributed content to it. And in this new uh, 4.0, which is pretty new on the market right now, um, there's actually part of me a sister program uh, called Boma Best Smart. So Boma Best Sustainable mm -hmm. has the 4,000 certification. Boma Best Smart seeks to do the exact same thing, but for smart buildings. What is technology? How, what is a smart building? How do you go on a path to achieve? How can we assess where you are? And the programs yeah. are even overlapping because sometimes technology drives sustainability and sometimes it doesn't. And where they are, we have the overlap that will allow you to have a more efficient certification. As I tell right. people... Jared, you know, we are not a charity. So people right. don't come to us because it's a nice thing to do and, 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 yeah. and, and there's sort of a moral obligation. No, we provide value. There's a reason why 4,000 plus buildings are certified under Obama Best, and it's because we, we help them make their building operations more sustainable, smarter, and thereby more efficient so that their underlying um, uh, operational efficiency is stronger, their asset value goes up, and it becomes a virtuous spiral. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Sounds sounds like there's a ton of value there. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, very nice. And and on and on that note, um, how do you see you know sustainability initiatives evolving in, in property management? You know, like ESG is the the hottest, latest. You know, uh, you know everyone's talking about it. You know, what role and and what roles does Boma play within that? Sure. I mean, so Boma Best, I just talked about a moment ago, that's by yeah. far our biggest yeah. impact. I mean, that is the yeah. way that the, the community comes together, the industry comes together, and actually takes meaningful steps um, yeah. to do so. But we also do advocacy for the industry. And our advocacy, for example, let me talk about it later, you know, it, it, we, we seldom oppose things. Nobody wants to have, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, negative outcomes from buildings or from any other industry. So it, it's more about how to advance the industry and an industry that's very ambitious and very committed yeah. to sustainability um, is, is, is another example. In terms of where the evolution is going, you know, I'm, I, I think that carbon um, is just, it's, it's almost becoming the, I don't say the only thing that matters, but the dominant thing that matters. So, um, mm. you know, recycling or, um, native plants or, or, or whatever, it matters. Everything helps, but truly carbon, mm -hmm. carbon, carbon, which usually means energy efficiency and, and also the source of energy because we're starting to see sort of on-site production a little, little bit um, is definitely a trend. And the last thing I'd say to your question, you know, you, people said to say, and you just gave the, the words ESG, I think I'm guilty of this and many people are guilty of this. They kind of mean that interchangeably with sustainability. But it's not. Mm. Um, the E is mm. sustainability. The S and the G, we still got to sort of figure out. So driving diversity in the industry for our employees, for the people who come into our buildings, 
accessibility is a big deal in that regard. So making sure that people who are disabled can frankly go to the washroom in a building, huge issue that is totally a sleeper right. issue, making sure that people right. from all walks of life, all backgrounds feel welcome, um, can do their shopping, their living, their playing, their working, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So those are areas we got to work on in the future. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and you know, like you have BOMA best, but, um, BOMA also has many more educational programs. Um, you know, can you share some of the insights into the key educational initiatives that BOMA Canada is currently undertaking to support the property management, sure. uh, industry? Sure. Sure. So we have 11 chapters across the country, like BOMA Calgary, where you guys are members and a lot of the education will happen locally. So, and they'll vary. BOMA Calgary might offer something that BOMA New Brunswick PEI offers differently in BOMA Quebec something else. Um, at the BOMA Canada level, you know, we put out webinars. You can go to our website, bomacanada.ca, and there's tons of printed resources in English and French that's available for free. You can download guides on everything from uh, digital transformation to how to put a beehive on your roof uh, of, of, of your building. I'd say the big thing that we do uh, at BOMA Canada is we host an annual conference called BOMAX. Um, it is September mm -hmm. 23rd, 4th, and 5th in Vancouver uh, this year, so we're about nine months away. And it's the one moment in the calendar where the entire industry will descend on one, one location. And, you know, lots of fun, lots of partying, lots of networking, lots of awards, yeah. uh, but lots yes. of learning as well. Uh, we have really, really excellent quality breakout sessions, um, keynotes that are inspiring, that are uh, that can that can help you people help people move their careers forward, and and it really is the moment for edu both both education and fun uh, in the calendar. Very good. I, I'll mark that in my calendar for sure. We'll see you there. Uh, and, and, and yeah, yeah. Do, do you, I, we are a member, but do you have to be a member to go, or can anyone go? Or? Anyone can go. I believe there's. I'm almost sure there's preferred pricing for members. Um, so the, being a member will get you a better better rate. Uh, but we've yes. sold out two years in a row. So uh, I would wow. – and, and, and I and legit sell out, like down to the last person allowed in the giant ballroom. Yeah. So uh, okay. I'd encourage you to sign up soon. Okay. Very good to know. Thanks yeah. for that. Um, so in, in an era of rapid te technological advancements, um, as well as, you know, smart buildings, as you mentioned, how is BOMA addressing the integration of technology into the property management uh, practices? Yeah, I think I, think I touched on this before. The, 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 the main yeah. way we're doing it is by rolling up BOMA Best Smart, which is, which is new, but really, really um, taking, taking hold. I think, um, you know, 25 years ago or something like that, um, you know, people didn't know what sustainability meant and didn't know what it meant vis-a-vis -vis the built environment. And so um, members, you know, back before I was involved sort of came to, the, to BOMA and said, listen, like, this is your job. You're our association. Help us understand this. Set standards for us. Because company X was focused on recycling and company Y was focused on energy efficiency and company Z was focused on, I don't know, um, something else altogether. And so we said, okay, let's, let's start sharing information and trying to collaboratively set uh, a pathway and a standard for what it means um, to be a sustainable building. And we've done so, 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 so successfully. That's happening now on the smart side. Um, company X is focusing on AI. Company Y is focusing on cyber. Company Z is focusing on digitization and nobody really knows what a standard is until now and so by having BOMA Best Smart we can say okay here is an industry standard we're not doing it to you we're doing it with you and for you so we have all these experts come across the industry from the biggest players and some of the smallest players and collaboratively articulate what the standard is and 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 the brilliance of the program I think is that even if somebody even in the C-suite 
isn't technologically savvy, at the end of the day, you know what a platinum, a gold, a, a silver, a bronze, or a baseline building is. And so that helps tier the industry forward. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, very yeah. good. Thank you. Sure. Um, how, how, does, how does BOMA Canada collaborate with uh, government bodies um, to shape policies and regulations uh, affecting the property management sector? Sure. Sure. I mentioned before, you know, we do a fair bit of advocacy. The, the nature of our industry in Canada um, means that many of the issues that are of importance to the members happen at the uh, municipal or provincial levels. So that's the strength of the 11 chapters across the country. We can't go yeah. to Calgary City Hall. We can't go to uh, the legislature in Edmonton uh, uh, effectively. We can't do it all from one central location in Toronto or anywhere. Right. So a lot of those issues are handled by Boma Calgary, Boma Edmonton, Boma British Columbia, et cetera. Um, but we do have issues in Ottawa uh, and sometimes elsewhere where we can work. And we have an excellent relationship um, with, for example, Natural Resources Canada, uh, with mm. Environment and Climate Change Canada, with Public Services Procurement Canada, which is one of the biggest, uh, both landlords and tenants in the country, um, and right. and more. We're there a lot. I'm a former public servant myself, so I kind of speak that language. Um, yes. And and we go with a very collaborative approach. You know, So, for example, a department a while ago wanted to introduce uh, a, a measure, I'll, I'll keep the details sort of at a high level, but it was going to drive a particularly important sustainability outcome in the commercial environment, commercial, commercial real estate environment. And we went to them and we said, like, we support this, okay? We don't want this substance in buildings, but the aggressive timeline that you guys are proposing is impossible because we have to do a retrofit of an item and we've, the manufacturers and distributors of the item that will replace the ones that are currently in the item cannot deliver on your schedule. So can we mm. work out a pathway that we can achieve this shared outcome? And they said, right. yes, we can. And so Amazing. as a result of that, we can actually drive things forward collaboratively. Yeah, really, really good. And that, that was my next question. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe there's other challenges, but I was, you know, I was going to ask, you know, what are, what are some regulatory challenges that, that BOMA you know, is currently facing, um, you know, from the government um, in, perspective? I'm, I'm repeating myself a little bit, which is to say so yeah. much of that happens provincially. So, you know, there, yeah. there are issues in Alberta that are simply unique to Alberta just right. because of the political culture in Alberta that won't happen in Saskatchewan or British Columbia, yeah. much less Newfoundland and Labrador. So, so most of that happens there. Um, but what are some of the advocacy issues we're working on federally right now? Um, well, I mean, the whole country is, uh, needs predictability in carbon pricing one way or the other. We need predictability. This industry, the extractive industry, the manufacturing industry, the retail. So that's a bit of an ongoing concern. And I guess a second issue um, that I could take off the top of my head, um, that I, again, is, is a national issue, um, is the vibrancy of downtown uh, Canada, downtown cores. Um, every downtown core in Canada, Calgary, where you are, Toronto, where I am, St. John's, where I go once a year, uh, Winnipeg, where I was last week, a big, small, medium um, downtowns are struggling, and I'm really, really concerned that if we don't turn the ship, we're going to have a generational loss in downtowns uh, that is going to have massive impacts on uh, the cultural fabric, the economic success, uh, and it's yeah. a really complicated issue. 
It's about poverty. It's about mm. crime. It's about drug addiction. It's about interest rates. It's about transit. It's about protests yeah. that are making people afraid to go into downtown cores. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. about traffic in some cases. It can be about weather. So it's, it's yeah. not going to be a one-size-fits-all. But the number of people, you know, I, when I was a kid, um, I would get on the bus on my own, and I'd go downtown yeah. in Winnipeg where I grew up, and I'd hang out at the downtown malls with my teenage friends uh, in the food court. Yeah. And yeah. M my kids go to the suburban malls. And yeah. that trend is great. The suburb, suburbs are super important, but I'm yes. really, really concerned that people are going to start yeah. to feel they have to avoid the downtowns in Canada, and that is not a good thing for Canada. Yeah, I, I certainly see that firsthand, um, especially we were up in Edmonton, um, and I was shocked in, with the amount of poverty uh, downtown there. Um, there is some serious issues that you're absolutely right. It didn't exist, you know, when we were, yeah. when we were kids. Um, the, you, the one thing I'll add that I should have said, and by the way, I had a piece in the Edmonton Journal when Bomex was there last year on this very subject. But uh, the one thing I didn't yeah. say is, is the, is the post COVID work week. Um, yeah. you know, uh, uh yeah. when you have some people coming for some of the time downtown for a downtown, you know, a yeah. core that's been built for everybody five days a week. Um, and yes. you have all the adjacent retail and so forth. That's uh, that's another issue that we got to resolve. Yeah. yeah, and that and that exactly leads me to my next yeah. question. And and um, I, I was going to ask you, was this concern prior to COVID, and then did COVID perpetuate it, or was it is this new from COVID? Or yeah, I I, I think it's new from COVID. It's a great question. I think it's new from COVID. At least insofar as I don't, I mean, if it was there before COVID, I don't think anybody recognized that it wasn't nearly as severe as it is right now. Yeah. Um, COVID really, really accelerated this challenge. And, yeah. you know, I just, I, I just want to be super clear here. Like, I spent nine years on the board of a charity here in Toronto that serves the homeless and the near homeless. I'm taking my team to go on their van uh, to serve the homeless soon. My daughter is going on the van to serve the homeless soon. So like, I, I believe this is fundamentally an issue of human dignity and yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so it's not about um, considering a certain community and it's, it's way more than just homelessness, way more, but yeah. we have to look yeah. at these with a com combination of compassion, thoughtfulness, broader yes. prosperity, and so forth. Yes, no, exactly. Actually, one of the guests on my, uh, one of my podcasts is uh, Bernadette Majdal, and she is the CEO of Homespace. Okay. Um, and so they're, they're an organization that they own, I think they have about 35 or so properties in, um, in Calgary, um, and they help house uh, those who otherwise wouldn't have a place. Um, they're actually a client of ours as well, so we we, we work with them on many levels, um, and they're they're a great model for for solving that. Um, they were also one of the organizations that converted um, a commercial space into a residential oh, cool. here in Calgary. Cool. Um, so yeah, really really neat people. I, I'd highly recommend if you if you're not familiar with them, uh, checking them out. I will check them out. I will for sure. Value. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you bet. Um, I have to. I have to ask. You know, being in the janitorial industry, um, so you know, Boma has the Boma Plus Janitorial uh, Service accreditation. Yep. Um, can you tell me more? You know, about more about this accreditation. Sure. Um, you know, how does it support um, uh, the janitorial industry? Of course. Yeah. So, coming out of COVID, uh, there was a sense, you know, as, as you would know better than anybody else, that the janitorial industry had kind of a little bit like the property management industry, kind of hidden in plain sight doing critical work, but not really, yeah. you know, getting its due. And 
Um, the women and men who, who, who clean our, our office, for example, are amazing people, amazing people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and they're not just doing hard work. They're doing important work. They're doing sometimes, sometimes critically sort of life-preserving work. Uh, and there had never really been a standard set in the, by the industry for what uh, we as a collectivity need and want and expect from the janitorial industry. So we created Boma Plus. Uh, we have a number of companies uh, accredited across the country. And it is the first time that your clients are saying, here is what you need uh, or here is what we expect when you're uh, bidding on an RFP to clean our, our, our facilities, our, our buildings. And it's taking off. It's, it's going, going well. And I started to see it uh, showing up in RFPs and so forth. And, uh, and the yeah. idea is, is for us to be able to, again, just to set a standard and, and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. So I imagine that you collaborate with property managers, understanding their needs, yeah. uh, and then go back to that. That's, yeah. that's, that's really smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm going to have to look into getting accredited for now. Sure. So. For sure. Yeah, so it's, fair, it's fairly new, is that correct? It's fairly new. It's fairly new. And, and I, I want to add that, that we've designed it in a way that is trying to, you know, the, the phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats. So um, it's kind of geared towards companies big and small, even the pricing. Um, is designed to be, you know, less expensive for smaller companies and more expensive for bigger companies. So the idea is not to sort of give a leg up for the the, the biggest, most well-resourced companies, but to let everybody have a chance to um, uh, to hit a certain standard. Because we know that the work you're doing um, is critical, but we got to be sure that it's that it's uh, meeting the mark. Yeah, no, that's very smart. Uh, you know, there's 34,000 janitorial companies in Canada alone, um, but but you know, most of them, I think it's something like. 80% of them have 10 employees or less, yeah, something yeah. like that. Maybe it's 65%, yeah. but, but you know, it's, you're smart and wise to, to not make it, you know, unaffordable for, for those others. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Good. We don't, we don't want to do anybody yeah. harm. We just want the industry to succeed. Totally. Totally. Very good. Um, so, um, how do you envision the future of property management in Canada? Um, you know, obviously, as, as you said, like there's been a lot of changes since COVID. Um, things are really, you know, the landscape has changed. Um, you know, what steps is BOMA um, Canada taking uh, to position itself and supporting industry professionals uh, for the upcoming years? Yeah, I mean, look, there's the, the, the trends affecting the industry are, uh, I, I guess I could point to two or three, you know, um, the, 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 the biggest trend I think that's going to be with us, you know, our, our grandchildren will be talking about it is, is technology. Um, you know, from an industry that was literally about bricks and mortar and had no need, almost a disinterest in technology a number of years ago is now completely technologically driven. And so harnessing technology, understanding it, it's relatively easy to buy technology. It's quite hard to know what to buy, to know how to deploy, to optimize that kind of stuff. So, Yes. I think this technology, 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 and we had we had Bomex last year. One of the people on the executive roundtable, which I chair every year, was asked the question of how do you, how do you determine which technology you buy? And, and he he said, you know, he said I I need people to come to me and say that that it, it, what they're selling me is not just going to make my life easier, but it's going to solve a problem. It'll advance the yeah. yardsticks. And so, you know, what does that mean to my mind? Well, it means driving the bottom line. Um, either through efficiency or occasionally through revenue. And so often it'll also mean, because of our industry's commitment to these things, uh, driving the bottom line vis-a-vis -vis carbon as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I really do think that, you know, the deployment of AI, the digitization of buildings, I mean, you know, uh, 
destination dispatch elevators were a really big deal five years ago, uh, almost futuristic. Now they're, you know, they're commonplace. They're not everywhere. My understanding is that they're way, way, way more, the elevators are energy intensive. And so if you can improve the efficiency of the traffic or the traveling of the elevators, um, you know, it may be from the consumer's perspective, pressing a button, but from the back end perspective, you know, making meaningful savings in both energy consumption and therefore uh, almost always carbon output. Sure. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and um, what, tell me some about what can we see from BOMA in 2024? Uh, you know, is there any big things coming down the pipeline? What are you working on? Yeah. Uh, uh, great question. And I wish I could answer that question uh, right now, but uh, after we have, we have two or three big things in the pipeline that we're not yet able to announce publicly. Uh, but I mean, I think you can see, expanded growth of Olympast. We, we just, it just keeps grow, getting bigger and bigger as the industry um, uh, takes it up. And we're now, it's, this is public, that we have an agreement with Bowman International, our American partners and cousins, uh, to expand aggressively in the States and beyond. So I do really think that we'll start seeing Bowman Best you know, I, I look forward to the day where we have our 10,000th building, and that's pretty amazing, I think. Not going to happen next yeah. year, I think, but it'll happen down <laughs> the road. 5,000 yeah. could happen next year. Um, amazing. And uh, got a really, really exciting um, uh, carbon retrofit program coming that's going to be, I think, transformational for the industry, but I can't talk more about that uh, just yet. And then some other additional Bummer Best um, um program lines, I'll call them, that we'll probably begin working on this year for delivery next year. Uh, those are the, the, the key changes, but you know, our, our, our sponsorship program is going gangbusters and we're learning how to, how to drive uh, and leverage thought leadership and partnership through that program. Bomex, we had to get, you know, we got a really big venue, so we're gonna have a really, really big conference because we've sold yeah. out every few years in a row now. So lots, lots going on next year, yeah. lots. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you got you got lots on your plate. Yeah, that's for exactly. sure. Yeah, very good. And finally, my, my last question, which I ask everyone is if you could recommend, you know, one book for property managers, what book would that be? Yeah. Um, you sent me the questions in advance. And I told you before we went on the air that that was a great question. And I'd be really <laughs> curious to read or to know the answers from your previous and future guests. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I will say this, I'm going to dodge the question a little bit. Um, okay, which is to say, uh, I don't know that there's a single book that comes to mind. And ultimately, as I said before, I'm of the industry. I'm not in the industry. But I did see a guy I know post on LinkedIn at the end of the year. You know, these were his best books of the year, or it might have been a link to the best business books of the year. And I opened the, it was a link, and I opened the link, and it was overwhelmingly, if not exclusively, business books and what I'd sort of call kind of pop psychology in the sense of, you know, uh, atomic habits and, and that yep. kind of stuff, which I haven't read, but friends yep. of mine have read. And I, I responded to, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm not trying to slag on yeah. that book, yeah. but that's all the list was. Um, right. Business books and, and sort of self-improvement books. Yes. And I put yes. a comment in his feed and I said, you know, like fully supported. I'm a reader myself. But I actually really think people, everybody should be reading much more broadly than that. And that business uh, leaders, you know, read history, read politics, yeah. read comedy, yeah. read humor, read, yeah, yeah. read sports, uh, yeah. you know, read literature, read literature, read a novel. Right. 
And so yeah. I do think that sometimes the question you're asking, which stumped me a little bit, uh, you know, would I respond by reading, by saying, oh, the best, uh, the best book you should read uh, for this industry uh, is, uh, is, is, a, is a Margaret Atwood novel? No, I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. And yet you'd be crazy not to, to think that you'd be as good, right. effective a leader or human being if you didn't. So that's, that's, yeah, sort of my that's, answer. that's it. Wow. That was an amazing answer. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, and truthfully, you're, you're speaking right to me um, because I um, kind of have this obsession of only reading business books okay. uh, and definitely Atomic Habits was one of them, uh, you know, and, and I just go and go and go and, and, and sometimes I'm with my friends and they're talking history and stuff and I'm like, like, all I'm thinking is business because your mind is a muscle, right? And it just keeps wiring that way. So I, uh, I need to expand my, my literature. Well, well, what I suggest sure. you do is at the end of the interview, you turn around and pick any of the books behind you because there's some novels up there, I think, too. <laughs> there are some good ones. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Half of them are my wife's. I can't take full credit for that. My wife's a lawyer like oh, you. Okay, so. you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, ben Benjamin, um, truly a pleasure to have That's you fun. on. Like, really an honor. Um, great meeting you. This is our first time ever speaking, and, uh, and I, I hope it's not the last. Um, certainly uh, make sure that... Um, you know, you, you say hi at, at Bomax uh, in September. And, uh, and I really look forward to meeting you again. And thank you uh, for, for being here. My sincere pleasure. I really enjoyed the conversation too, Jared. Thank you. Awesome. Likewise. All right. All the best.